Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is your boy, Namdi. Today, we're going to be giving out a lot of advice, lots and lots of advice. Uh, I've got a friend visiting today. I'm going to have him introduce himself shortly. Let's dive right in. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be uh, discussing what the future looks like when you're prepared for it. First, I'm going to introduce our guest. Uh, his name is Bilal, and he is uh, visiting Ashley and I today. Bilal, say hi. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Uh, and uh, <laughs> I have with me Ashley as well. How's it going? This is Ashley. Great, Hi. great. Uh, Bilal, tell us a little bit about your your current situation in terms of what you're pursuing, your career, are you a student, or what do you do? Uh, tell, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm trying to find out what I would say is important, important about myself. Um, you know, I'm 24, going on 25. I, uh, I got my degree from UC Santa Cruz in sociology, you know, so, uh, currently not using Social it. Sociology. Sociology. Okay. Yeah. When did you graduate? Uh, 2017. 2017. 2017. Oh, okay. So you've been out of school for a little over a year, right? Yeah. Okay, so guys, uh, here's here's uh, we're just gonna continue on the conversation we were talking about because uh, yeah, know, yeah, you... we, so we were yeah yeah uh, we, we were having conversations basically like I I was asking Namdi like what because we we were talking about our finding your passion basically and and I I'm in the situation where I'm 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 just working at a gas station. 40 hours a week, I'm, uh, you know, I, with, with a four-year degree, you know, and it, and it feels, it feels kind of weird, right? Four-year degree, and, I, and I'm in a position right now where I'm just, you know, having, you know, whatever, kind of family issues, psychological, kind of maybe depression, anxiety type thing, and I feel like I'm being, like, you know, uh, kind of holding myself back, I guess. I, 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 so I, I know there's a lot of a lot of potential paths I can take, and I'm just not sure. But you're not sure on which way, which direction to go. So to preface this conversation, I'm a 35-year-old gentleman. You guys already know me. I've been working as, uh, in my career as a nurse for eight years now. This is my ninth year. You know, And we talked about how I got to this place in my, in my life. I've, I, you know, as an immigrant to this country in 2002, or, you know, and how I walked, worked my way up, paying my way full time. You know, I worked full time and I paid my way through nursing school. Yeah. And I am, you know, worked an illustrious career in nursing up to this point. As an immigrant, I'm currently a citizen. So I feel, you know, I'm in a good place to advise you, a 24 year old Bilal. And I don't have all the answers, but out of my experience, I can share with you what I think are the right things to do. Okay. 
So the last conversation we were having, you just brought up an idea. You brought up an issue. The issue is, and I find this issue to be common with a lot of 20-year-olds, right? Especially in the lower, your younger, the early 20s. There are so many options. Which direction to go, right? Uh, You have a degree that didn't pan out for you exactly, you know, it's not, it's like a bill of lading. You were sold this idea that all you need to do is go to a, a college, get a four-year degree, and everything should just pretty much map its way out from that point. But that's not the case, right? You have a degree, but you're working at a gas station and you're not full. This job, do you find fulfillment in this job? Close. Not even close. Okay. So, <laughs> so where do we go from here? I think after a while we can get into some stories about yeah, this. Yeah, maybe some get us some stories. Just, later, just for, 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 for some now, fun, for, but for now, like yeah, carry yeah. on. There's a lot of stories. Pretty yes. much yeah. for for a little a little aside, um, the gas station I work at yeah. is it's the worst the, the in the high ghetto, desert, most one of dangerous most gas stations you could ever. Well, let's talk about that. Why Why did you pick that one? If it's the you most didn't ghetto? pick it, it yeah, was it given really, to him. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, sorry. It, it was wasn't really. Yeah, it wasn't really. Picked by me, it was yeah, it was yeah. given to me. My my dad knew the manager. Oh, I see. Managed multiple stores, and he had kind of just threw me in on a specific store. But uh, so you, yeah. so but you talk about uh, not knowing what direction to go, what choice to make. And here's my here's what I'll say to that. You can't find out what you're really passionate about until you actually try one particular thing. And when I mean try, you have to put in enough time into that thing in order to find out, one, if you really like it, and two, is it profitable? Yeah, you're talking about diving in and going full force. on Diving deeper into it. Because what happens in this age of internet and social media, uh, attention span has decreased way farther than it used to be. Back then, you had, you know, the generations ago, they used to spend you, it, people used to pride themselves in spending 30, 40 years at one company. Could you imagine yourself spending 30 years? Of course years? not. Yeah. Now, <laughs> nowadays, for me, that sounds like ridiculous. It sounds, it like sounds crazy, doesn't it? Back yeah. then, they, like, pr- they pri- took pride in yeah, like their loyalty to their pride. company. And that is like what they like cared about more than anything. Right. right. How mean, long? Like how long you're going to be invested in this company. And they asked you that in the interview, too. Exactly, yeah. How long do you plan on staying here? But the economy has changed. All those uh, beliefs that were held, you know, that were held to be true for capitalism back in the day, all that has changed. Now you can literally just create a company, not even hire any employees, just hire contractors, freelancers, and you can build a billion-dollar company Mm -hmm. completely on freelancers. So, and do you know what the nature of freelancers is? How freelancing works? You're an independent contractor, meaning that you owe no loyalty to the company you're working for. <laughs> you can quit at any time. You pretty much design your own time. The company you work for they does not just give you the, the company that you're working for. They give the freelancer a job. You're a contractor. Task, really? Yeah. You are your own person. You're an independent um, contractor if you are the freelancer and you just take on a specific job or task that company. Well, they'll just pay you 
specifically just for that. Task-oriented. Yeah, it's just task-oriented. You get paid for that particular thing. They may take you on for other jobs, other projects that the company has, or maybe they won't. And, and but, 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 so, so, but with freelancing, isn't like you typically people have a specific skill set, right? right. Yeah, your skill set yeah. speaks for yourself. This is where That's branding bra- comes yeah. in comes into place and it's very important. You have to constantly think of yourself as a big brand. Imagine McDonald's or Coca-Cola or Google, right? Or Facebook. These are brands. And the people at the hem, at the top of these companies, they protect those brands viciously, right? They do marketing to promote themselves, to make themselves in a good light. And if they find out any negative news, they send out PR people who go to quell that, right? You know, get rid of that. You have to think of yourself as a brand because the new economy that we are currently in and the future is going to, that's how you're going to make money. That's how you're going to be able to earn a living based on the brand that you have built for yourself. Like you yourself are a business. Exactly. So actually, maybe we should go into a little bit because I'm, I'm, I've been curious about that idea of personal branding. Well, personal like, branding, but kind of just the because a lot, I, you know, I'm on the internet a lot. I'm looking at like the other podcasts and mm-hmm. listening to different like videos, and and a lot of people talk about the, this like new kind of emerging economy. Right. What do you think? Like, what do you like? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean mean by that? When you say that, like, and why? Why would I? Why would me have my own brand? Like, why is that important? Yeah. Okay. First thing. You don't need permissions anymore. You don't need a degree to make money. You don't need to wait for some corporation to hire you in order to earn a living. The internet has leveled all those playing fields. It's eliminated all those third parties, those middlemen. And this was not the case even 10 years ago or longer than 10 years ago. Because if you think about the the big companies that exist today, the uh, you know the Airbnbs, the Ubers, uh, Facebook became mature about 2008, 2009. Yeah. Google became mature like 2005. So the internet is not has is not really that old. It's like 15 years. So that's why we're having this conversation today. This conversation we wouldn't be able to have it like even 10 years ago because then the you know the mindset and the the way things work is. You go to school, you get your degree, you put together a resume, you apply for a job, you get hired, and then you start making money, and then you climb the corporate ladder, <laughs> okay? And then you retire. Hopefully, you're putting away you're putting away money in a 401k or some retirement plan throughout those years, and then you retire to some uh amazing retirement that's what they used to sell to those people in florida yeah yeah, but that really doesn't happen because usually you don't have as much money as you would have it doesn't happen by the time you actually retire i take care of a lot of old people and i can't tell you how many times i've come across people who've worked 30 40 years at a certain company a lot of those companies don't even exist today and they don't even have enough money to pay for their rent Right, and these are people who are putting money away in some pension plan or some retirement plan. There's nobody who has become a millionaire because they were putting away money in some savings account. It doesn't exist. It was a lie. Okay, so today, given the resources that we have, which is the internet, right? And I talk about the internet. It sounds so vague. 
I'm talking about like social media. I'm talking about creating a website. I'm talking about being aggressive about building that brand that you want, who you want to be. Imagine who you want to be, right? Let's say you want to be an actor tomorrow. I want to be, I imagine myself playing a, a significant role in some feature film or blockbuster movie, yeah. right? You can start creating that brand today, right? You first create a website. You have a social media presence. And with that website and that social media presence, you're staying active, right? You're building a community. You're having followers. And I'm not talking, it doesn't have to be a 1 million follower. It doesn't have to be 100,000 followers. But you have a community of people that respond to you every time you communicate with them online, which means that you're talking back and forth to them. They know who you are. They recognize you. There's such a thing called cold, warm, and hot audience online. A cold audience is you showed up and they don't, they've never seen you before. They've never heard of you. And now you're trying to sell them something. But a warm and a hot audience Warm audience knows a little bit about you. A hot audience knows, really know about you. They follow you all the time. Think about whoever, like any channel you subscribe to on YouTube. And you like, you follow them. You watch every single video. You're a hot audience for that person. Whoever is running that video, if they decide tomorrow to sell something, you'd probably be the first person to buy it from them because you know them. That's what you need to do. You need to start creating that online presence. There's no other way around it. So, so that's what, that's what I, I guess like that's like the centerpiece. Like, so for me, let's say, so maybe we could fill in the fill in the blanks of my situation where it's like, so what with with that model of building your presence? How do you go about go about that if you were in my situation in, ter- in terms of you know having a sociology for your sociology degree from you know UC Santa Cruz and now you're working at you know a minimum wage job, forty hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't got too much of a savings at all in the bank. What exactly what first steps living, living, living with my dad, you know, first steps, what would you kind of go, go and do? What would I start, you figure I, out exactly who you are. Well, like, let, what are you trying to offer? But it, I push back on that because one, he already, he already had stated that he doesn't, he's not really sure what kind of person he wants to be mm-hmm. or what identity he wants to pursue. What I would uh, advise in that situation is to start documenting every freaking day. You document mm. the process because people are not paying. At, people are not necessarily interested in the finished product. They want to go along the journey with you. So if you put your mindset in that and just understand that, hey, I've got this really fancy and. The, the camera on your phone is better than a lot of the cameras that even they were using to record uh, presidential speeches back yeah. in the day or even Tupac yeah. or any other celebrities. Yeah, they used to use all those bulky, ugly, 12 yeah. megapixel cameras. Yeah. Now you got like, you just turn on your, you know how Ty Lopez got famous? Freaking video he recorded in a garage from his cell phone. That's all it takes. Just start recording and documenting. It doesn't matter if anyone's paying attention. Usually at the beginning, no one's going to pay attention. You might have one or two likes, one or two subs. But over time, it's a long game, bro. And don't tell me you're old. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of time on your hands. You know what I'm saying? So you start recording every day. Tell, just, just share your thoughts. What is it that you're thinking? What do you want? 
What what do you okay today? Hey guys, you know, I'm really going through the motion today. I really uh I have to go to this job, to this gas station. I really hate it. You know, this is what I think that they could do better. This is what they suck at, you know. Uh but walk with me. Here's what I'm gonna you know, and then you go in and you post it. Yeah, kind of this almost yeah, yeah, almost kind of this. Isn't that what I told you to do yeah. a while you back? You did, you did. Where I was like, you need to actually discuss like talk about and document all your AMPM experiences because you have some experiences every single document day. Document that, bro. You have something sure. unique to say. You need Everybody to share has every a unique single story. day uh, sure. just by working at AMPM. There are people who want to know what a perspective of an AMPM could share. They don't know. And they're like, you know, there's this guy watching YouTube. He's always talking about his like stupid all job. <laughs> all the crazy people who come up to my cashier. I'm dead serious. You need to. And a year later, you have 20,000 people who watch you every freaking day. That's yeah. how it is, bro. That's yeah. your yeah. authentic self. That's what people are looking for. They're not looking for some make-believe. No. Mm-hmm. And then if it is like something that you care about, say, for instance, that you're, you know, you're trying to start a journey. Pick a pick a career choice. Pick. I'm asking you. Pick oh, a, oh, like yeah, a pick career. pick a career choice. Right now, see what, that? what would like you? This. Just any random one that. Not even a career. Maybe like a, a yeah, hobby. Maybe maybe widen instead of narrow it down. Widen like instead of career. Let's say a hobby. What what comedy? What what kind of thing would you be interested in? Yeah, I actually think it's, I should. Ashley yeah, Ashley thinks, thinks, uh, I think you're comedy. funny. Yeah, she, she thinks I should do comedy. Oh, so he's I, the I, funny. I thought it was Daniel. He's the funny. Okay, they both have, they're both funny, yeah. but they both have like a totally different type of sense of humor. <laughs> Blow's all but, about stories. Yeah, but right I, I there. do like Like in another story. episode, he needs to talk about his some of his experiences. He need to listen to him tell you the stories because the way he tells the story. You're a good storyteller. Like he reminds what? me so much of Donald Glover, like the way that he. Wow. Just like the right way, there, like... just just right there. That's social proof. Yeah, it doesn't have to come because trust me. I feel like you have the you're... same personality and the same stage presence as like he would. You know, like uh, I, I yeah. feel like in order to tell a good story, though, I have to be like in the moment in the yeah, in terms of in, exactly. emotionally. Emotionally, I have to be maybe directly coming back from work from a shift where someone we pissed me off and, and someone was yelling in my face for no reason. Or if we could just and talk about that and take then us get through that. into that. Take us through that emotional change. You, <laughs> I'm serious, bro. You walk out of the gas station and you're feeling like shit. You turn on the... The moment you just step into your car, you turn on the camera and you start talking. I'm dead serious. How do you think these people do this stuff? It's not, it's not magic. It's not miracles. Yeah. It's practical. You turn on the camera and you start talking, and you just tell us what the hell is going through your mind. Yeah, you know what? That would be a good idea. I think I might. I might <laughs> I think you really doing, need to do that. Even if it's only like a three or three to five minute video, that's all I you like need. I can, that's that's all anyone ever does. That's least, really good content. At least like three out of five. It never five times. It's good content. It never yes. ends at three to five minutes. Absolutely. You're gonna the, the first. You're gonna do it five times. By the sixth time, you're going into thirty. Yeah, One you're hour. Gonna have yeah. so <laughs> you're gonna be like, you're like yelling at the camera. You like your ca- the camera becomes your friend. And knowing your stories, they will take a lot longer than three to five minutes. That's insane. Three to five yeah, minutes. No, I mean, the serious. way I tell You've a story, never told a story in less than five minutes. <laughs> you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And the key is consistency. Don't don't quit on yourself. Even when and you're gonna have low moments. You're gonna feel like, man, I don't feel like doing that. Yeah, but whenever you feel like you get started, push through it. 
I sometimes I feel like I don't feel like recording. She pushes me through it. Yeah, exactly. Because we need to be consistent. I mean, if you're going to build an audience, you need to keep you need they need to know what to expect from you, on yep. the, you know, at that time, at that day. And, and don't be too know. hard on yourself. If you don't feel like it, if you have a low day, it's all right. Just start again the next day. I think what you can do is like have some in the bank. Like, so you hear, record a couple videos of oh, yeah, stories. So, so you have them already stored. So if you yeah. do have an off day and you just don't even feel like talking, whatever, you already have a couple in the bank on that day that you normally, it's like on your schedule that you're supposed to post or something, just go and post one that you already have. Yeah, right. uploading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, then sometimes it can, be, it can also become feel like a chore. I, I want to Yeah, I know. I, I, I understand the... that when you make this work, it... When you be when things become work, it takes all the fun out of it. Yeah. It takes away a lot, out a lot of your passion. Yeah, it true. tends to do that. Just, so, but on, I think that when you do feel passionate about something, or like you, you're in the moment, and you feel it. Like get as yeah. much speed as you possibly can. Like use that energy yes. to your advantage. Yes. You know, like, get as much as you can because you are going to have those moments where you don't feel like it, and where it does feel like work and it's draining. So at least you have some in the bank and you just keep going. And here's the key. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to, it has to be polished. You have to edit. Yeah. It has to look great. Don't feel like uh, people true. are going to judge you. <laughs> Trust me. Everybody has their own issues. Everyone some, has their own opinion. Some people are better, a better matter, at hiding it. Yeah. Everybody's dealing with the same crap. We're all trying to be like happy, trying to make, you know, make a good living. Relationship issues. Parents' issues, wife or girlfriend issues. We all are human beings. We're all sharing the same issues. Now, some people are going to, this is how they cope. They cope by pointing fingers and judging others and laughing at others' weaknesses. So they, and it's a coping mechanism because what they're doing is they're redirecting their attention away from them. Because when everybody's focused on you, then no one's focused on them, right? So they get to, carry on with their baggage without anyone noticing. When you have that in the back of your mind that everyone's struggling and everyone has issues, then it doesn't matter what everybody anybody's opinion is. Even the celebrities got haters. Everybody got yeah, haters. Yeah. <laughs> Rich folks got haters. Yeah. Nice yeah. people got haters. Yeah. So who are you? I have haters. I really do, yeah. Yeah, I really do. The hater nation is real, man. Haters gonna hate, man. Just shout them off, brush them off, brush it off. Keep going. You hate, you know what I'm saying? So back to the, you know, do you have any questions? Any? Well, legit questions. My legitimate questions. Yeah, my legitimate answers. Legitimate. Here it goes. Um, no, no, I, I, already, I already, I already, I already asked kind of like what, what I wanted to ask, but for, I mean, for me, it's just, I, I guess it's like, what, how do you find, okay, that, that would be it. Like, because uh, how I ask questions, I'm really trying, I honestly have to feel for a while what I'm feeling. So my, my, I guess what I'm feeling right now is that how would I find a balance between, let's say this, I'm just doing that on an everyday basis and I'm waiting for follow, followers to grow, right? I'm recording myself, I'm expressing my thoughts, I'm expressing myself on camera more mm-hmm. through other other uh, mediums, right? What, how, you know, like, do I just keep working at him for a couple of years and just keep recording videos for a couple of years? Or well, like, besides that, how, how do I find a balance between like kind of making money on the side in a different way too? You kind of know what I mean? Like, it, 
All right. So let me answer you. Let me give you some type of, uh, you know, like a context here. <clears throat> Time does not necessarily equate to money. Okay. Just because you're, and that's the worst way of making money is exchanging your time for money. What you're doing at AMPM is exchanging time for money. You can never get wealthy doing that. And two, nine times out of 10, you're going to be unhappy. All right. Because you're building somebody else's dream. You're working for somebody else. It's time to take ownership of your, you're like a ship, right? A big freaking freight liner. You're, you're trying to steer it. People, uh, the wind comes around and just keeps staring it in different kinds of directions. But you, as the sailor, the captain, needs to take a hold of that ship and stare it in the direction that you want it to go. To make it more practical, it's time for you to take a chance on yourself. Bet on yourself. Say, you know what? This AMPM job, it ain't for me. I'm quitting and I'm betting on myself. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to work Every day in the passion that I care about, in that one particular thing that I really want to do, I see myself doing five years from today. I start today and I start doing it. That AMPM job, especially today, especially in your current situation that you have an option of living with your pops for free, right? You have an option of living with your mom if you care about it. So there's... There's places where you could go. You're not going to sleep on the streets, all right? You're doing the AMP job so you can get, have some pocket money because they're not paying you that much, right? Can that pocket... So what I would... How many hours a week do you work for them? For 40. 40 hours. Yeah. That's a lot of hours, man. <laughs> hours uh, your prime be- years. Wasting away. Oh my gosh, wasting away at AM and PM. 15 hour doing mindless tasks. Oh my my human life energy. Dude, you can feel it too, don't you? Yeah, I feel every single time I'm changing a trash bag, every single time I'm doing a transaction, I I feel like life energy is draining. draining, You can stop it. You You can plug that leak, bro. You really can. It's not too late. You're so freaking young. If you are 55, if you are 65, then I'd be like, you know what? I, yeah, just stay there. But you're 25. You have a whole life ahead of you, a whole life to make mistakes. And mistakes does not mean the end. Just because you failed at something, just because you quit and then you started doing something and failed at it, does not, it's not a reflection in you. People fail so many times. You see the sign I have on the wall about Michael Jordan? Did you read it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. He tried. He failed at so many things. Do you think anybody remens, remembers any of those failures? All we remember is Michael Jordan, yeah. the great. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all the greats that you can think of today, the great people, or the people who have succeeded in anything, just about anything, they've failed so many times along the way. They've been fired. I've been fired. Once, not once, not twice. I've been, I've lost money. I've lost things that I've, I've, I've lost relationships. It does not mean that you as an individual is a failure. As long as you keep getting up and you keep pushing forward in the, in the direction of your goal, you're bound to succeed. Time is going to work in your favor. 
because there's a way curves, there's a way time works. Time works in a, it's like a, like a, like a pipe, you know, I look at it like a cylindrical pipe, right? And you're cutting at this pipe, you're cutting it, you're using a, a knife or a saw and you're chiseling away at that. At one point, it doesn't matter how long that pipe is, you're going to get to the other end of it because you're consistently chopping away at it. Whatever goal that you set for yourself, you every day chisel away at it. You're going to get there. Might take you six months, might take you one year, two years, three years, five years. You will get there. By the second year, you pretty much know if you shouldn't be there or not, or if you shouldn't be doing it, or if you should redirect or tweak it. By the second year, you know. And then you tweak it and you keep going. What you only a failure when you stop and you give up and you're like, I'm throwing in the towel, I'm good. You know? This MPM job, this is me. This is my yeah. identity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but people have done that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they started at 24, and when they were 20, when they were 54, they looked back, and 30 years was gone, and they were still at that AMP, AM cashier job. Yeah. Because they never pursued their dreams. They were pushing it off. Yeah. Like I told you earlier, the responsibilities don't go away. They just keep, they get, they pile on. So, so, so is, is there a smart way to push the button? You know what I mean? Like, like push the button? Like, is what there, is, is there what's a smart the button? Time? Push the button meaning. It, it, oh, there's it, no right time it, to make of, that decision. Some kind of like crazy change with, with basically, basically quitting my job. Is, is there a right time to quit no. my job? Isn't there a right time to like. There's well, like, if, when if you I, finally like, sure, decide I, that like, this is it. I do it or I die trying kind yeah. of thing. It's, when you, have, when you finally mindset. hit that mindset, when that point in your life, when you're just like, I'm going to succeed at this or I'll just die. Yeah. Die trying. Like when it's either or, then that's, that's when you it. That's know one. for that's sure not that you point. can move forward and go. Like that happened to me last year. I hit that point. You have to make that decision. Like, okay, this is my life and I'm going to take a hold of it. That's it. As long as you live mediocre and you're comfortable and or whatever, even, then even, so you're never going to do it, anything. I think that's almost inherently like an uncomfortable thing. So even you guys saying that to me, it's like... It's oh, scary. It's, yeah, it's, it's supposed scary. to be it's scary. It's, like, oh, like, it's supposed to be scary. Because it's the thought of that. Like, wow. It's like, what about this? What about but that? But guess what? The moment you make that decision, the universe conspires to help you. There we go. There you go. <laughs> the universe will conspire to help you. Because you're completely all in, you're, you're totally all in. invested, and there's nothing, um, like there's nothing else in front of you. Like you have this like tunnel vision, and you're just like, this is where I'm going to end up, or this is what I'm doing, hundred percent. I'm all in, and it's either this or I die. And if you already accept the fact that like if you don't achieve it, you're fine. If you die, then there's nothing holding you back nothing. from anything. Nothing. Especially now, think about it. If you had a kid, then yeah, you have to. You have you're responsible for that child, so you kind of have to yeah, temper your decisions true. with. You have to the consider the child. You, you have, have to consider your wife if you were married. If you had a family, but it's just you. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, so, okay, so we'll see. Yeah, the worst, the worst that could happen. That's perfect. That's a perfect way, thing to say because that's what I think, instantly think about. So the things for me is a big thing which you know probably from Ashley is that I consider 
I guess it's like what it, for me it's what would my dad think and or also and also what would my dad do I guess exactly. emotionally or financially or both. So that's the biggest concern: what, what your dad would think of you or what think he would of, take from you. Which is more important? The biggest fear, I think, is what dad will do. Probably because I think we always have in the back of our mind, like, is dad going to disown me, or is dad going to like? Yeah, either that, or is he gonna go crazy? Is he gonna like lose his mind? Is he gonna like go all out and try to like destroy me, or like take something from me, or like just? uh, I don't even know. I don't even think we even have anything that's like really like concrete like we yeah. think that dad's gonna do this p- specific thing it's just like we have that fear that like dad <sighs> okay yeah, i didn't think I'll, I'll bes- even, even besides that even besides i guess right now even besides the emotional like what's what either me or or my dad is gonna like, what's gonna happen emotionally besides that aspect you know it's like right now i just for some reason i feel an obligation like i even pay my dad yeah. i pay my dad like 350 a month even even that i know is helping like i i just i feel some some sort of weird obligation to yeah. help help or stay at or to stay stay and so yeah. let's so let's say like whether whether my dad is because my dad okay man, he's not gonna be homeless so, like, if he's gonna be homeless that'd be different that'd be emergency mode you know but so he's not going to be homeless necessarily, but he might have to downgrade him from selling the house, going to a small apartment. Might be some drastic changes within his life. So I guess my question would be like, what? Do, how do I, you know, like, okay, so I, that, you know what I mean? Like, I want you, you to remind yourself that, constantly remind yourself that you're jeopardizing your future. Every day that you put away or you push off your dreams, you're making a decision to remain that AM AM PM cashier for the rest of your life. Because it's not gonna happen by chance. You have to, your future have to has to be crafted by you. You have to make that decision that this is where I'm going. At whatever cost. Maybe even at the cost of your father disliking you. I would recommend that you fight with your father today, right? Dan 30, 40 years down the road, you despise him because he robbed you of your future. Now's the time to have that beef. Like, seriously. Like, say, Pops. Because I'm it's taking, not going to get anywhere. It's not. It, that's that's as worse as it's going to get. That's as bad as it's going to get, right? Well, like, at this point, yeah. But, like, who, well, hopefully. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I get what you mean. Like, later on, when you feel like Dad totally robbed you of everything, then you're just you're real that you're gonna have even stronger you're gonna feelings hate him more towards that than you could have now. Right now, it's a lot more smaller. And even, you can and it can yeah. fix it can be fixed later in the future. You can because time heals everything. Yeah, time heals wounds. Time heals wounds, of course. And you can always fix your relationship with father. Take her for instance. Yeah, of course. Of I'm course. working on it. And, and, I feel positive about the future. Yeah, and even even for you, it's I mean, progress. that's that's what makes me at least take a make a deep kind of deep a sigh of relief almost because because you know you are in a nice position now, especially mentally, where it's mm-hmm. like you know, and you maybe had it. You you or not maybe you have for sure had it worse because you kind of were just stuck in this certain cycle. cycle. And I was stuck in this cycle. I felt like I had you know, to take years. care of the family, and if I were gone, yeah. I thought like what was going to happen to everyone. Yeah, like 
you know. So you would be good just, at you would be good at explaining how to get out of that mindset, though. And what, it I, just she hit wasn't me, prepared like I for said, it. It hit you at that one point when you're just like, because I mean, okay, last year, 2017, the year 2017 was the year I was just like, like I'm gonna die here if I don't do something to change my life and move on. And summer's already older, so technically, I mean, really soon enough no one's actually going to really really need me like i finally realized that no one's going to really really need me physically here very soon so i'm just like if i don't do something i'm just gonna die and i may as well just die next year because i don't even care um so then I was but just, you had to make that decision yeah i finally made that decision i was like just, i'm changing that's it. my life We're and done. it took time and i had easy. to put myself in different um well, did you I had to create different routines. That's why I remember last uh, that one year when um, I like was really like on top of gym. Like I became a gym yeah, rat. Yeah, I remember that. Right? And I was, I was, like, that was I part of that was my called. transformation. Okay. okay, I did that purposely because I needed to throw myself in a different environment. I needed to um, create a totally different mindset. I need to feel more empowered. And I felt like that, and given my situation, and I know um, like dad's also like a gym rat. So I felt like that's probably the best opportunity for me to fully immerse myself into like a self empowerment, um, environment, environment, you know, regime, give myself like that whole self sense of self empowerment. And that kind of took off in other ways as well, because I was definitely looking for other things to happen like career wise and everything like that. And then, um, and it hit me that point because earlier that year I had like these marriage proposals that didn't work out because dad got mad at the dad and like these other like weird, like so many weird things happened earlier that year. And I was like, you know what? I totally understand the situation. I know exactly like dad's never going to let me go. Nope. (laughs) And even though I really, I like clicked and I was just like, it doesn't matter what dad, like this whole facade that dad, Oh, you know, allows me to believe like that he's going to find me someone in the traditional way and yeah. that I'm going to live this life that he believes I'm going to live. Um, I re- It hit me that year. Like after I went through, I think like I went through like three or four different proposals that year, like within a couple of months and just every single one, dad was like, no, because they looked at us this way. And no, to give context this. to this story in, in the Pakistani culture as a a child, a female woman child born in a house, you have to have proposals, male male suitors come to your house, speak yeah. to your dad, and your dad has to approve of them before anything can happen. Yeah, the traditional arranged marriage thing happens actually with the parents. It's not even like with okay. um the actual people. Because first the parents get together and they just they get they propose to my dad and ask for my hand for their son. And then when that's agreed upon, then then we get to meet. Okay. But usually um, that environment is totally controlled too. And it's only, it's really only up to my dad, like what kind of like communication I'm allowed to have with that person. So we might be able to text or email it, whatever dad agrees upon. Sometimes whenever the, whenever I get the opportunity to text or call, Somehow dad always says that it was the biggest mistake of his life to allow me to call the person (laughs) to have those kind of conversations. But usually it was like every time we would have scheduled phone conversations and dad would be sitting right there next to me and I would just be on the phone like, um, do you like food? Like, like, So he had to monitor the conversation. Wow, that's super awkward. Ask them this, ask them that. And then, 
everything like that. So I kind of got like really irritated. I was just like, I can't like relax and actually get to know this person. So I would try to go into another room and then I would get in trouble for going to another room. Um, But then a couple of times that did allow me to go to another room. But as soon as that conversation was over, then I had to report to dad and tell him everything that like happened in the discussion and everything like that. So obviously there was no freedom and I couldn't really but honestly, like back then, I was like, whatever, as long as they fit the certain basic requirements that I have for husband, Cause, whatever. Because you wanted to I wanted to just go. I was like, this is my only channel out. to leave. So I was like, Dad, I was like, like, yeah, he seems great. Let's just let's do it. I don't care. And then but then I think that would in dad's mind go like, oh, shoot. You know, and then he would just like think of another reason or try to create drama out of nothing. So you think, so and, and in your interpretation, why we have to turn them down, why we have to reject that family. And in your interpretation, so you thought every he, single proposal I've ever had has been rejected by dad. And I was always like, why are you doing this to me? Like, you know, finally, like by, I think it was March of 2017. And I was like, I know now. Okay. So why, why do you dad, think he was doing it? Because he wants to keep me in the house. He's afraid of losing you. He's afraid of losing me. He's afraid of losing the whole structure that we have going. The so I mean, I'm taking care of everything in the home. I take care of summer. I take Ami to her doctor appointments. I so I, I cook the food. I pay the bills. So you were playing the the role of defunct mom. You were the Basically, mom of the I house. Basically, I was the mom but, of the house. But because was, your mom was, that shouldn't yeah. have been my job. Because I was shouldn't the have been kid. Your job. Yeah. Okay, so. But uh, so, so what my dad cha- didn't want to ha- like lose that situation because then that kind of like puts him in like oh shoot now I have to actually look for a real partner and I have to actually work on that relationship I can't just say forget you I don't need you because remember the last three marriages that dad had dad didn't really care about them and he was just like whatever yeah um, see so no I I I I, I, I but I, he didn't care because yeah. he had me and I saw that and I, I I I saw that like even with the other wives like. Like I still ha- handled everything, yeah. and he was just kind of, if they had disagreements, he'd be like, "You think I need you? Like I, I don't need you." Obviously, he doesn't need anyone well, so, because he, I'm there. So mentally, they're like, what, like, what, 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 so you said that was the spark, or what? So what was that, the spark? like, at a certain point, I was just like, I was like, never again. Like I'm not going through this again. I went through this way too many. Was times that after I came into the picture, or no? This was maybe this was a couple several months before. So. At that point, I was just like, I'm done. This is never ha- I'm I had to take my life completely into my hands. And okay, I had to make some Pause changes. for a second. Let me give context to the story here. Ashley and uh, Bilal. Ashley, Bilal is Ashley's younger brother. Ashley, you're talking about what it was, what life is about, what your life was like growing up in a Pakistani home. Your parents are divorced. Your mom is not home. And you, as the oldest daughter, mm-hmm. your oldest sibling, you were sort of put in a position to play mom and you've been yeah. doing this playing this role for very what, well ten, for how many no, years for 12 years i think for 12 years and this has for become tw- your this is this has become your identity by this point at this yeah point. at that point that's that's who i was i was like and i mean i and like you and you were doing it well because and, yeah, of course uh and then your and then your dad who you thought was going to find you a suitor, you're a 30-year-old woman. At this point, you should have already left the I house. I should have had someone to... I should have been married off as soon as I finished college. Because typically, that's the point. Once I, Before I even hit college, all the relatives were telling my dad, when are you going to get her married? She's getting old. Yeah. I, I, okay, Because in a Pakistani household, 
when if you hit like 23 you're old i don't think that's a, a unique yeah. to pakistan this is women once you get to 25 you're me <laughs> stop it when i met you i met i met you to november of 2017, november 2017. how old were you i was 30 at 30, 30 any woman at 30 is a pretty mature woman you should yeah. most women already have like three four kids at that point well, I had no kids, and I have <laughs> and no were, world experience. I have yeah. no life experience. You are playing which mom, is, and you're... Which is very uh, good in, way, in ways, you know what I'm saying? I mean, in some ways, life, yeah, life, but it's like... Crazy. No, yeah, no, no, I like, said that... I, I haven't I, had, like, any life. I'm almost, like... When I stepped out into the world, I was, like, literally a clean yeah, slate. That's for sure worse. It's, it's cool to be a clean slate, but that's for sure worse than that experience. But it's, it's cool. It's, not the, it's yeah. not the common situation. What you find is that... Most people have already moved out the house at 18, 19. Yeah. I know most women are already married or most people have kids. But or the ones who are career-minded, they're not stuck at home with their dad playing mom, which was your situation. That was my situation. Okay, so when so- you met me in November 2017, at this point, you were already nurturing the idea of uh, the uh, idea point, of leaving the house. All- yes, I did. So, so at that point, because when we met? back was when I decided, well, my first step into changing my life is I had to change my routine. I had to change, like, I had to em- empower myself in some way. And I felt like the easiest way to do that was physically. Yeah. So I was a gym rat for months. So you used the you gym. Remember you when you first met me? I was like all about gym. You used the gym as yeah, an outlet. As I a, did. Like I, and then so I would overcome. I would reach goals, like lifting goals, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I would, um, I would hit like, like one thirty-five, one forty on bench, and I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the very first, I have I to tell this story. This point, hold on, Ashley. The first, the very first time I got really, really angry at Ashley was at the gym because she did something really stupid. She. She was like, I needed a spot. She was pushing, she was benching more than she could lift. And I told her clearly, look, you, if you don't have anyone to spot you, bench the weight that you can lift. So she was like, I need you to spot me. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to lift my, leave my routine and come spot you. I've got some. So anyway, she forced herself to carry a weight that was too heavy for her and she almost hurt herself. That weight nearly fell on her. I had to, I ran literally to catch that weight. So, but that was the mindset she had then. She was like, the gym was her her outlet, and she was going hard at it. And then when we when we met, I gave you. I remember, you know, when the when the situation became clear that she couldn't leave home, and in order for us to date, I had to. I made it like black and white. Like you know, you either need to choose to hang out with me, or you're stuck at home, and I can't help that situation. We have to date. and then she made the decision. But what was really important for me, out of anything else, was I didn't want to create, I hired to create, you know, to fight with her father. I didn't want her to hate her father. Because our parents are doing the best for us within how much they know, within their knowledge and within mm-hmm. their ability. Yes, they make mistakes because they're human, right? Yeah, I remember that first speech. You remember that, that conversation? Yeah. That was like, it's, yeah, because I was just like, I don't know exactly what you're going to say. And so I didn't want to give you like the entire picture or like the entire conversation or the whole fight. Like I didn't want to tell I was you everything for that it, was though. like I didn't tell you everything that was going on or like why exactly I left it like full story. 
but I just, I was just like, yeah, I left. Now I'm here and everything. And then you, and then you like went into that, like, you know, don't um, resent your father kind of speech and all that. And I was just like, Wow. I, I've given her so many speeches. Yeah, many, and, many speeches over time. And which is what I think that I I've, I've, I I helped her and she's helped me. It's been a mutual relationship, a very, very mutual relationship, very beneficial relationship in the sense that, it, you know, before her, I was alone. Like I didn't have, I had to cater to myself. I had to feed myself. I had to work hard. And I had family. I, I still have family in Nigeria that look look up to me for money. So, there, you know, I felt like I was giving, but I wasn't getting. And there's a, it's a really, to be really honest, I feel like difficult you feeling. are you. I see a lot of my dad in you. I hope to it's be honest. The, no, the like it's side. the good start. It's okay. the good stuff. Like you know what I mean? Like, from like from, all the parts. You know all the stuff that saying, yeah. you feel like you give and not give back. Stuff that's like actually that. word for word. That's what like exactly stuff that my dad yeah. says all I've, the time, and that's like how we see our dad in, as well. Yeah, like all you know all those like traits that like you like all those things that your dad does, especially when you're younger, or even when you're older, that you actually look at as like like he's a hero. Right. You know, like the, only those specific traits that you really admire about your father. And then there are those other ones where you're just like, oh, my God, you're terrible. <laughs> but, um, you know, those specific ones, I see a lot of those like really good ones in you as well. And it might be the whole immigrant mindset. Yeah, it is the immigrant mindset. Um, but let me tell you but, something, though. With that, if you didn't show up in my life when you did, I would have ended up, <laughs> I would have grown into my 50s and 60s. To become a crazy person. Because something happens when you don't get love back. When you don't give, when you don't get unconditional love back, you get depleted and you resent the world. And I was starting to resent the world. I felt that. I was starting to be honest. To, I like, was, there start, was there were man. I told you, I shared it with you, right? Yeah, but like there were moments like I was just like, God, what happened to you? You were just so <laughs> dark and like let me explain. What happens is when you have so much empathy inside of you and love inside of you, and it's like a barrel of water. and People keep coming and taking it and taking from that barrel. If there's no tap replacing it, what eventually happens is it runs dry. It's empty and it withers. That barrel just becomes completely empty and useless. And so no one refilled that because no one refilled. So so when I met her, she was offering love without expecting anything else, and I had never seen anything like that before in a very long time. Like I mean, it's what I do. It and it came naturally to her. Like she wouldn't even ask me for anything. She would just give, 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 give. Like she would give, and I'm like, damn. Like how can I even keep up with what with, with you? You know. That's exactly what I needed at that particular time. And I, you know, and I'm very thankful that I met her. And then on her own part, she needed someone like me to tell her that it's okay to make that decision to take to take your life into your own hands. Just do it. It's okay. You know, don't don't let your, you know, your relationship with your father ruin your own life. You know, take this, just go ahead and do it. Do you want to step out of the house and do and live for you? 
do it. Do it today. Yeah, like I needed someone to like tell me that it's okay to be me and okay to just do my thing and to right. grow and, in, in my way. In your way. And 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 while doing that, don't resent your father. Don't make him the enemy. Because he doesn't he doesn't know better. And and, and say that with yeah. all due respect. Because, no, I believe that. because it, that's his reality. He he hustled, man. You know what it yeah, means to be did. an immigrant to make a life for yourself. And, raise and I'm a glad family. that you understand that. I, I, I'm an I mean, obviously so I get you it. do, but like, I mean, I'm glad that you understand that. Like, and of course, I never wanted to like, because I was always worried, especially earlier. Like, if I ever share like dad stories with you, like, of course, I haven't even shared like a lot of like other things, like dark dad stories or something like that. But like, if I share dad stories with you, I don't want you to like say bad things about Bye. or think badly oh. about my family or about my dad or whatever but like you've never said anything bad you've always oh. like it, it's in completely a, the opposite it's like you're so understanding i get it so because i see yeah. i see his hustle in a lot really of ways i see that. myself in him like my early years when it was just me even like talk about early years like recently yeah just like from living in Houston to living in San Diego to living in everywhere I've traveled to, I've never had family close to me or a backup plan or something that I could say, you know, if everything went wrong, I got that person. No, it was, it's always been me. So I've always had to figure it out. And that takes a toll on you. It makes you mm -hmm. a different human being, different person. He doesn't know, but people around him see it. So when you see somebody like that, what they need is love. They don't need you to judge them. They don't need you to resent them. What you need is just to show love to them, and they will eventually turn. That's, that's what I was telling her, and I said, just show your dad love. He'll turn around. He needs time. He's got a wound that needs to heal. That's it. And so to bring that all back, to our original conversation about you. Just the way I advised her last couple of years ago, I'm gonna advise you too. You have to take that decision. Like right now, like say, you know what, that's it. But and then when you make that decision, you you can't let you can't be wishy-washy about it. You have to be like, you know, this is it. I I'm doing this and I'm gonna make sure it works. You know, and you just go all in. You don't have to impress anybody, man. You don't have, at 24, what you should be trying to do is like, okay, you can't afford the rent. Fine. You go live with people. You go live on someone's couch. You can literally sleep on somebody's couch right at, at 24 and it wouldn't mean anything. I can't, at 35, I've got a five bedroom house. I'm not going to go live at nobody's couch. You know, I, levels have changed. I'm too old for that, you know? But at 24, you've got all these things. And don't get me wrong, if worse come to worse, and if I had to do that, I will do it in a heartbeat. That's because I don't have an ego. That's one. And two, I don't have a need to impress anybody. Because all these human beings that you interact with, they all have they all have their own struggles until they remove the veil and show you underneath the hood what they're dealing with, you would never know. People are dealing with some a lot of crap. Addiction psychological issues, money problems, all kinds of crazy things. So whatever situation you find yourself in, just be just be grateful and keep pushing forward towards your goals. 
That's what you got to do. With time, it'll all play out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, don't worry about what your pops is going to think of you, if he's going to reject you, think bad about you. He's going to be fine. You figure out a way. So you're always going to be family no matter what. You can heal everything later on. Yeah. Do you know how many... I've listened to so many stories of like people who were supposed to go to med school. <laughs> you know, like, I was one of them. <laughs> like we're born into a Chinese, you know, a lot of them how the Asian family, not just the Asian family, even Nigerian families are like, you got to be an engineer or a doctor or any of these. Like, what do you think dad tells us every day? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what happens though? They're still happy that you're. Alive, you're free, you're healthy. They're thankful. They that may you're not family. express it. They're not going to tell you, but they're happy. You're still family at the end of the day. You know, even if you're, they consider you a loser. You're only a loser until the day you start making a, enough money to pay your own bills. That's when you cease to be a loser. You're no a loser. No matter what, you're still their family. You're still their. You're still dad's son. Yeah, and that's the yeah, yeah. And that's that's also one thing. That's that's another big thing. I think. Maybe that I need help on it, and maybe a lot of a lot of people need help on. It, is that like this the idea of uh, your parents kind of, kind of being separated from, I guess your parents in in a sense in a sense. Well, yeah, I guess kind of that's a good simple way to put it. Kind of being a separate entity from your parents because a lot of times, and then maybe it's just how we were how we were raised. It was like like Dad know. sees us as an extension of himself. Exactly. Yeah, we we are. We're not individuals. Like we don't and have our own and separate I, I, I feel identity like and our own thoughts. I mean, I, I think maybe naturally, naturally, I'm the type of type of person to speak my mind most of the time. You know, what I'm saying, but oftentimes I do find myself in my head where I'm just being very, very quiet. I'm not necessarily speaking my mind. I'm not even necessarily expressing myself the, to my fullest. I but guess, you, you're you know? not really in an and environment I, where you feel safe in that exactly. way. Exactly. So I think, I think it's maybe because I've been, like been conditioned. And I, I felt the same I, way. I, I felt myself get even more. More, in your head. more, no, more, more me when I haven't been out, haven't been when I when I was in college. Basically, yeah, I, I felt I I felt like a, almost almost a different person in the sense of it, not a different person, but more more below, more who more I actually, you. yeah, more me, more the essence of myself. And then when you go back home, so, suddenly you're like immersed mm, in that family structure, and like you do everything that dad says. So many and layers. Like, it's like I, I go back home and I get very cloudy headed, and yeah. it, my head's clouded with nothing. It's like it's clouded with nothing. It's just it's just kind of this cloud. So I, I feel exactly the same way. Every time I would go home, like even for a day or for a weekend or something, like no the weird. exact same thing happens to me. And then I leave and suddenly I'm Ashley again. And then I go back home and I'm like back because you're like the stiff. old ways. Your body and like stiff. You're breathing. And, you're, my breathing. I can yeah. notice my breathing gets shallow. It's not down. Yes. My, my, bo- my voice literally gets higher. I, why I, do you, as deep as why do you think that's happening? <clears throat> It, it, well, actually, that's a big thing. I, I've thought about this a lot, actually. I've, I've thought of this a lot. I think, especially the physiological things, I think it's just, sorry, we have, you know, we were born with some kind of like a, not no, born with, but conditioned to have some kind of weird kind of like a, yeah, fear response. Fear. Fear response, you know, adrenal. Like, I think I that was like projected on us since birth. Since, like... since we were, just that's how we were raised, you know. And it, yeah. it, 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 maybe, maybe. I think that was that's just somehow uh-huh. the vibe or the environment which we're in. I don't know if it's fear of that. judgment. You have an expectation yet you you're afraid of it's, failing or I'm not sure. I don't even necessarily. Okay. So that's like, kind of like what you say a lot. Like I really resonate with the idea of not caring what others think. And that for me, yeah. I know that's not what it is. Cause that for me right now 
is solidly with me. I would say it's a hundred percent. Not even that. Okay. I would be a hundred percent. I really don't care what people. Yeah, think. that's how I always felt. Yes, when I go home, I still uh, have that certain fear. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it, but but when you go home, I guess in terms of expression or maybe just kind of there's a feeling of like doom, like a feeling of like yes. it, no matter how much kind of work or mentally I put in or motivation I put it within myself, right? Motivation or or like so like it all gets energy. drained. It is. It just gets someone gets it gets drained and it, or it feels like. It's for me, at least, it feels like it's there. It feels like it's maybe within, but it's not able to flow out and in again. It's not able to flow. There's no flowing energy. It's just a stagnant energy. I feel my energy sometimes building too, though, which is good, I guess, but I just, I can't. There's no expression, maybe. I don't really really have any like uh, friends I I really talk to too much at all. I really just go to work and come home and and do chores. That's the lifestyle. This is where, this is where, this is why. Documenting the process is a lot of therapy. Whether it's through podcasting or YouTube, just documenting is a form of therapy. It's free. You know, back then you had to pay some high-priced guidance counselor or psychologist to go talk to and release it. But free, you think that, you know, you know, because that our situation is worse than everybody else's. Maybe, you know, I don't want them to hear the crap that I'm dealing with because they're going to, I'm just going to be less of a human being. No, bro, share, like share openly, let it go. Just let it out, put it out in the world because there are two things that are going to happen. One, you're going to help somebody out. Someone's going to hear your story and they're going to resonate. It's going to resonate with them. They're going to be like, wow. I'm not alone here. Somebody else is dealing with the same issues. And then two, while you're expressing yourself, you're also healing. You're not bottling it up anymore because, you know, pressure bust pipes. You're just bottling and pushing it down in this bottle and you're like, okay, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to deal with it. One day it's going to express itself in a (laughs) a really bad way like you're not expecting. So what this does is when you're documenting the process daily is, you're going through a therapeutic process and you're also helping other people. And I'm a solid believer that my abundance is closely tied to how many people I can help. My success is related to how many people I can help, influence, or make their lives better. I really believe in empathy and service. Through my career, I've been able to serve people for the span of eight years now. And also, I'm also lucky that my career as a nurse naturally lends itself to empathy and service. Those two things that I believe in are already naturally there. But me creating this podcast channel and doing a lot of the projects that Ashley and I are working on, it's my goal to reach out to more people because a lot of people out there are hurting. They're just like don't have solutions and they're like married in this complexity of life trying to figure it out and they think that they're all alone in their little world. The truth is everybody else is dealing with that those same issues. And it Not takes this issue. nothing to have this is like unique to anyone. Nope. Especially like our situation. We think that like well it's like that um what's it called cult mindset or cult family mindset that I, I, I've been learning a lot about. But um like in, and we feel like our situation is unique to us, and like we all kind of have like this family system where we, um, like we act like things are okay when we know that they're wrong. We know it feels like it's wrong or something. 
Um, but then to like the rest of the world, we like act like, no, we make excuses for everything. And even with each other, when wrong things are done with each other, and we're just yeah. kind of like, you know, I, you know, um, I you know what I mean? Um, but then um, <clears throat> the thing is, is like, none of that is unique to us. So many, there are a lot of families out there who go through a lot of the same things that we have gone through or, you know, who have had other situations that other people have had. Um, so it's like when you share your information, then you actually help other people validate their lives and they mm. feel so much more better. It's very therapeutic for other people and for you as well when you share your story. So yeah, it helps that, yeah. a lot of people, even when you're not necessarily in that really good place, but just mm -hmm. you sharing your story and acting like, you know, this is what's going on with me. And then other people can be like, wow, that's like the same thing that I'm going through. Oh my gosh. They just feel mm -hmm. very validated. Like I'm not the only one. And there are people out there who are sharing the same experiences as I do. Yeah. I think it could also help if I was just to talk to a camera, maybe even if like every single night, is this a good yeah. way to like, help myself like articulate things ways. things yeah. in my head you know if so, you were to talk to what talk to uh, talk, talk to, to a, a camera, camera. Talk a to camera, camera. Yeah. like get it all your Every thoughts night out work, talk to him like it, it, it would help me maybe yeah articulate my thoughts mm -hmm. or maybe, no articulate maybe I, I, a better way to put it is articulate my feelings into right thoughts put it out into yeah. words get it out of your mind because yeah. your mind is that's what it is it, it, it goes to feel feelings and thoughts there. feelings and thoughts yeah. and it's not being like let it, you gotta let it out body to my mind body to my mind and when you speak it out, then you can actually put it into like, okay, and then you rationalize it and see if it makes sense or not. You know, there's mm -hmm. this uh, this poem by Ernest, my favorite poem. It's like, it's called the... Um, Is it the one that I think you're going to say? Of course, right now I'm thinking about it. It's escaping <laughs> me, but give me a second. So it's called... I am the... It's, it's called the Invictus. Invictus by Ernest Henley. Right? And the last portion of that song, of that poem goes, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Those words right there, how charged, this, how charged with punishment the scroll. It doesn't matter what the consequences of your decision is. I am the master of my fate. You are, you make the decision on where your life is going to go. I am the captain of my soul. You decide ultimately, not your family, not the extenuating circumstances, not the economy, not the president of the country, not immigrants, not illegal aliens. You decide where your life is going to go. And until you take that captain position and steer that ship in the direction you want it to go, you're going to keep getting blown left and right by the wind. You know, you're just going to be a lost ship. So you, that's, that, that poem speaks so much volume to me. The first time I heard it was in my, uh, uh, one of my classes in nursing school, my first class in nursing school by this doctor, Dr. Uh, Dr. Tyrone Sharp. I'll never forget that man. He Just the aura of him, the way he spoke with so much confidence, the, the way he taught. When he, when he speaks to you, he, 
he speaks the fear of God in you. Like you just get scared. Like, you know, this he's just a teacher, but he comes in class and everyone just straightens up because no one wants to cross Tyrone Sharp. You knew him and you knew when he was coming. He was not mean. He's the nicest person ever. But he was so principled and he never wavered. And he, whenever he came to class, the first thing he did was he puts up that poem on the board and he makes all of us stand up and he makes us recite the entire poem. That's good. That's, that's cool. Because that's <laughs> he's telling you that it doesn't matter how that nursing school was, all the problems you're dealing with in the interim in that particular moment, you're going to decide whether you're going to graduate or not. Because all the people who graduated and became nurses, they don't have two heads. They're not unique people. They're not special. They're human beings just like you. So put that in your, extrapolate that in your, in your own situation. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. It doesn't matter what minute details that may go against your ideal, what you would prefer. You have to decide, okay, I'm going to pursue this. Come rain or shine. I'm going to die trying doing it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do it. If it's building a social media agency where you're going around, going to different companies, the businesses, and helping them build their social media presence, if that's your strength, if you know how to do social media, do that. If it's, uh, you know, starting or running a painting business, if it's starting your own buying your own gas station, if it's, like, there's a myriad. If you go on Google and say 15 top business, top 15 lucrative businesses to start with $0, you're going to have a list. (laughs) Take your pick. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, what I just said is pretty, I'm sure there's an article with those same words. So, you do that. And you pick one and you go for it. And once you pick one, that's it. You don't get to pick another until you're done with that one. That's it. There's no, it's not complicated. And believe me, she needs to go back out that way. Believe me, you're in a better place to make that decision now at 24. Then at 35 or 45 or 55, I'm not saying it's late at 55, but I'm just saying you have an edge when you're making that decision at 24. Then later on down the road. (laughs) Thank you. Got a lot of people who know. I just think... Anyway, I, don't know. I, I guess just starting off, starting off with like a nightly vlog, nightly journal. You know, what I'm saying that's something that costs nothing and, and can take Free. five minutes to, you know. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I hear a lot about social um, about uh, affiliate marketing being very lucrative. I would suggest to you, since you don't have any one particular direction, look into social, uh, look into affiliate, affiliate marketing. marketing yeah. There's so many courses on affiliate marketing for free for ten dollars. I think even on Udemy, There's ten bucks. There's plenty of free information on YouTube, but yeah, you can actually pay for courses. And you can just go by step by step, and you create your own thing. Don't rush it. Don't feel like you have to show something in the next two minutes. 
you can cut down your hours. Because it doesn't hurt you to just invest some of your time for yourself. For yourself. Building something. While you're still doing the stupid AMP and stuff, right. you know, at the same time. Because yeah, you yeah. have nothing else to do. It's only 40 yeah, hours, really. Yeah, it's only 40. I mean, it sucks. It sucks you so actually much. something That's productive it is. It's like I, I got to really, there's a point to where I got to really think about how much this job for minimum wage money. Not It's not necessarily the amount of hours that I'm there. But it's like just the after effect and the before effect. Like I like before or the I during I, or the like, well, during yeah. But like this, I literally beforehand before going to work, I have anxiety about work. Yeah, you know, work anxiety. Like she oh, never has. She never feels that. Way. She never feels like I have anxiety about getting there. And once I'm there, once I'm literally checking to work, it's so bad to where I'm numb. Like I'm numb mentally and like maybe physically too. Like, like mentally, at least like I'm, I'm just mentally numb. Mentally, it's not there. I'm just like. I'm like looking through people, just like handing them money, like you know, I'm not good. Ah, you know. And then, then even afterwards, afterwards, I'm in this like kind of like state of like kind of low key like rage. That's when I have an edge. Actually, it's like after work. After work is when I have an edge. I could like conquer the world for like 30 minutes after work. So I'm just kind of like low key, slightly pissed, but I don't know if that gives me energy. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah, man. Jed, you've had sick. like an adrenaline rush through the whole shift, Kinda, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're dealing with all these meth heads and like yeah, you do. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of people on like like people you have to pepper spray all the time. Yeah, I had to pepper spray some of the other day. It was sad. <laughs> it was sad. I feel I feel bad. I I saw my manager like a uh, it was more it was so normal that I just like bring up I bring up a couple customers while my manager was like fighting somebody in the back over like over beer. I was, like, <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking at it through the camera. I was just like looking up. Uh, Wait, the, the customer came in and stole beer. Or yeah, what? yeah. One one customer, one customer came in. He came in and he 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 took beer initially, right? And uh, my my manager comes up and he he kind of just tells him like, oh, you like you know, get out of here. Like he, he's actually really nice to him. He's like, oh, just get out of here. Kind of kind of just like kind of like shoves him out of the door. And then the guy's like, oh, I'm gonna kill. Like I think the guy's really messed up though. Yeah. He's on some kind of drugs, right? But uh, he says like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you or something." And my manager kind of just like shoves him, like, "Okay, like, oh, what? Do it right now!" And he shoves him away. So then it's normal. We, we didn't, we didn't think of anything of it. I keep bringing up customers, and he comes back like less than a minute later and uh, tries to steal a whole case of beer. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, no, and, then I, and basically, I ended up like, like pepper spraying this guy multiple times, and we have to like air out the whole like store. And this happens, this happens on the daily. So it, yeah, it really does. You know, it's, it, I don't it even me. know what pepper spray feels like. Yeah, it hurts. It's harder to breathe. Yeah, it's harder to breathe, and it sucks. The thing is, that's the worst thing in the world. And I've, I've, I've studied. Like, I've really like you know, you know, when you study sociology, the fundamentals to it is like Marxism, and like, like you know, like Marxism versus capitalism. And so, and so yeah. you know, like a lot of what Marx, Marx says, Karl Marx says, is like I literally feel exactly like my surplus, my surplus energy is like getting used up, and like my. I'm literally a, it's like like a, literally a machine. I'm literally a machine in there. It's like doing this thing. Then I'm I'm getting I'm having to pepper spray people and like almost getting physical altercations for eleven dollars per hour. Oh man, yeah, Isn't that crazy? That's, that's crazy. insane. That's, that's, that's just, and I, I think about that wrong. Moment, while I'm doing it's slavery. It, that is that is like yeah. a form of slavery, and that's a form of just like crazy. Like it, it's just crazy how much life energy, life like this mental and emotional energy I put into something that doesn't almost give anything into it in return it's not, you're not yeah. getting anything back from it exactly it's, it's satisfaction yeah so it I mean, it's 
But I've always thought that a good part about it, slightly, is that this is a very human experience. I've always thought about this. This is the most human experience I could be having is working at an AMPM in the in the ghetto with all these meth heads and druggies around. us people just like I mean, it's definitely going to give you an experience. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm getting a good experience, and I'm like I'm seeing like what people on a daily like people just not only in the United States but everywhere in the world like people probably get into that mindset of not necessarily being there because they're just like a machine they're literally working on like a conveyor belt like factory like a conveyor belt line where they're just like doing the same repetition Mm -hmm. over and over I'm doing the same thing if you told the average American that they're slaves to the system they wouldn't believe you yeah but listening to your story what difference is that from some a voluntary there's a voluntary slave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a voluntary <laughs> slave. You literally signed up. He's a volunteer. And you're you're being yeah, your being is being extracted from you on a daily basis. You're not getting any fee, anything back for it. Except for some barely money to, to you know, so I it's like basically and that's what I'm trying to think. I guess to get it very specific, I'm trying to just rationalize. Like, I literally calculated like so in order for me to move out, like remember my whole thing is like, okay, let's say I want to move out but comfortably from like my dad's place, which is fun. That's it. That you know, that's it, it, I calculated it. And it's gonna it's gonna take me basically one year from like today, one year from today. If you were still working at AMP, if I was still working at AMP, I'm still getting the same paycheck and everything. Which still, is if, which? Which I don't want to do. You know, what which what, what is me? your paycheck? Um, so for a month, it's around sixteen. 1600. 1600. Wow. So, but 800, that's so a one of the pay, I guess, paid 800 of that goes towards 300, 300 something goes towards my dad oh, automatically. Right. And then the other 300 something, I guess, is for myself on random stuff. Obviously, I would have to cut back, but it's random stuff. I'll buy right, stuff right, from the right, store, right. gas, I guess, and just stuff like that just end up, ends up being the other 350 to where 800 of that, 1600 a month goes, this is gone, you know? So then I, I calculate the eight, you know, 800, whatever times 12, 12.1, you know, so this is when it's like, I get to like, a, yeah, basically I calculate So it, how much would you need to live by yourself, live on your own? Uh, the, the calculation is for me paying off both my credit cards. So that was my plan. Okay, to so pay off. Have I have two card. credit cards. One is 37,000. One's, you know, they're both maxed out, right? And I was paying the One bear. card is 37,000? 3,700, sorry. 3,700. I was like, damn. No, 30,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, how'd you get 37,000? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 3,700. The other one's uh, uh, 2,600. Okay. You know? So it's, I guess. These money, these amounts are very small. They look big. They sound they big, big to you, to but they're not. For my salary, yeah. Very yeah. small. But, That's true. And then, I, so what I calculated was that, as, as well as paying off those, I'll need maybe uh, for me i made it very generous to move up comfortably obviously paying some like security deposit on a place i'm renting if i'm doing really that big i'm sleeping on this couch but i said i'll need a chunk of five thousand dollars to comfortably move out and then to maybe push the button in a way to where i'm maybe uh, I'd, I, if i move out i'd want to i would want to have like a some kind of job obviously to, i argue i argue that you need way less than five thousand dollars to live by yourself and that I should push the button. Like, let's, let's say I, I, if I were to get $5,000 less than a year. 5000 is very comfortable. It's a lot of money. I calculate Ashley and I, For we need 6000 just live in this house just comfortably and keep our life going as, as it is. is. We only need six six thousand for both of our expenses with this big house. So so you tell me you need five thousand. That's a lot. You're looking for luxury. You know, I wasn't saying. No, I wasn't saying that five thousand doesn't cover one month of my expenses at all. No, I I was saying that five thousand could just 
I can could just set you free and then you can start living your set life. Free, set me free money so I won't be homeless on the street if I were to go kind of. You mean pure, you'll have no more credit follow, card bills? Purely follow my dream, then I wouldn't for, have to worry about. For how long would that 5000 last? I want, I want you to bring it down, narrow it down to monthly. How much do you need monthly to be like free? Like if I was to give well, you that guess, monthly amount, how much would, would you need? I guess that'll depend because right now I don't know because I, I do get free room and board for my dad, but I just pay 350 per month for everything. So if if you were rooming with people, like for instance, I used to, before I moved here, did she tell you where I was living? You know it, was, it was in a room. I was living in a small room in a university apartment. Oh. No, no, not the, oh, well, yeah. But that was like last, oh, that room. was in the last place I'm before about here. Rancho, like it was just. But like I was living in a house. small room and I was paying, oh, like 600, 650, working as a nurse. So, I could afford this house, but I didn't want to. So my point is, you can live poor. Yeah. Like, go find roommates. Yeah, which I'm not afraid. Like, I, I, I've thought about so many times, and I've even told Ashley's parents in detail, about living out of a car. Living out of my car. And I'm right. perfectly, I would think, honestly, out of all people I know of, besides me, any friends or families, I know I'll be the most comfortable doing that. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't He's really actually care. the most frugal of, I don't like, care about, like, having a mattress fancy stuff yeah i just need to be warm enough if you're gonna do that it needs to be towards a goal like you're making money say for instance like you bought a glamper we're looking at glampers today you know what a glamper is some kind of camper with a gl yeah it's like uh like one of those regular vans that was like a camper van but it's glamour it's it's converted into a van into a like you could live in it it's like so if you were to purchase that, for instance, well, we saw one for like $22,000. You purchase that and you're driving around and you rent it out. Like you're renting it out or something. Or you're staying in, um, or you're driving to different places doing business. And then when you do business, you sleep in there. Then I can understand that. Then, but if you don't need to sleep in your car, you can just rent with roommates. There's roommate situation all the time. On, online, Craigslist, you find roommates all the time. That's how I used to find my own roommates. And you'd be paying, what, $350, $400 a month? The same amount you're giving your pops, you, you live by yourself. $350, and then let me say food costs another $150, $500 a month. Do you think you could live off of that? Possibly. I would, I would just have to, I would, what would mean, for me, I would have to cut down a lot of, like, for me, I guess, extra stuff, which I think is good for me, for me like, working out and like all that kind of like i guess supplementation i would buy protein protein bars mm. packs of 12 protein bars bars that it's not stuff like that i mean that, that's excess yeah, i guess i can think of that excess but it's also I mean, kind of feeding, feeding my to get that life thing. force feeding my oh i love going to the gym i love working out but i also food. think that you know it has to be a holistic approach like your credit cards are also keeping you a slave because i'm sure you're probably paying interest the entire time so if I were to say, what is it? you said, 37 plus 15, that was like, like $6,000? Oh, total. no, yeah, 37 plus 26. So that's like $7,000 there about. If I were to loan you $7,000 to pay off those credit cards, without, with, with, with um, like, would you still, how much, for instance, would it cost you to live without the credit card bills? If, if, 
I guess that. I guess that. So for me, that really there, takes away all a, your bills. Couple, that's true. I think the credit cards are that's huge. Why, that's why I'm very focused. So basically, right now, the minimum payment, the minute on average, minimum payment for one of them is like 108 dollars. One of them is like 84 dollars. You'll so never I, be able to I, get I off that debt. Yeah. I, 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 I basically, I basically only I pay for the minimum. Yeah. Minimum, I pay 200 dollars a month for my credit card bills. Where and it's, and it's not doing anything. It's not taking. No, it's not. You're paying interest. I'm just paying interest. You're a slave to the bank. But that's the whole reason why it's like I never. I'm always be very paranoid if I don't. Because for me, ultimately, I do want to have good credit. I want to have even one missing. You know what I'm saying? Ultimately, I'm trying to still set myself up for success within the credit. I know even like you know maybe in ten years or something the banks it won't your credit score might not even matter. This you know that's neither here nor there. But it's like I still for now I want to keep my credit score fine. Right. So for now I'm a slave to that. Even that two hundred dollars a month. It's like I need some kind of consistent, even small job where I can pay off that off i guess but also besides so i guess besides do you have that, student loans yeah I, oh, that's true yeah i've been i've been my student loans have well. been in forbearance too and that's about twenty thousand now each each year I put it in forbearance don't take any more yeah no i, well, I haven't taken it i haven't okay. taken any since since it, it was it started off as only like what 16 it's like 27 so four thousand yeah. dollars has been Shoot. smacked onto it the past year of me not paying anything oh, and then this year i got accepted to forbear it all the way until december of this year which is good for me right now. But it capitalizes the interest at the end, right? Like at the end, you're going to pay like this huge sum of interest, right? That's what I mean. But anyway, so here's the thing. You have to demonstrate your ability. If if you were to go to someone to apply for a loan, to pay off, to consolidate your debt, you have to demonstrate your ability to one, generate income, and two, to be able to manage your finances. Okay, these are not foreign terms don't look at it as there is only special people that have to be able that can do that or pull that off yeah you can do it too and what i'm and it starts small don't worry about your debt for now what you focus on is getting money like how can i increase my money or how can i increase my income uh what you do is like I said, you type out the different business tools or business strategies that you that you don't you need zero money down to start, and you get started on either one of them. Just pick one and start. It's gonna take you you uh it's gonna require you to be bold, to be brave, and do things that you haven't done before. Like you know, you're already exposed to people talking to you daily, so it shouldn't be hard for you to sell things. Do you have trouble selling? Yeah, I mean, I, I've had it, it, it is depends on, I guess, the product of whatever on what, on what I'm selling. Like what you're saying earlier. You have to believe exactly. in the product. For me, I have to be aligned perfectly with, with what exactly I'm selling. I could sell anything that if I truly believe something, then I'll, I can sell anybody. Because you know yeah. I, I believe it because it's aligned, so it comes out naturally. I, gotta have, yeah, I have unlimited yeah, energy to that's talk. That's with everybody. Just find that thing. What is it? Find that yeah, thing me, because everybody has something they like. If you had, if you had excess money, I'm pretty sure if I followed you around, I'll figure out what you spend your money on. Yeah. And that's the thing that you care about. So sell that thing. I don't know what it is. I can see that actually. Protein powder or supplement. I mean, that's true. I am very into supplements. You know that there are affiliate marketing. Uh, ventures for protein shake yeah health and fitness you could literally start a health and fitness website today and in a year 
know, in a year you start making money. Consistent with like your supplements. See, so that's and that's that's what show. it is. See, so yeah. that's what I would if if you were in my position, it's actually quite actually I answer this question even better. The thing is, what should I do in terms of what should it be? My first goal is to is to stay because for me, I guess, and maybe it's just a mental thing. Maybe everyone can say maybe it's just a mental thing, but it's still hard to just accept that because stay in this stay in the same environment where I just feel the life for being like like what should I focus more on it's changing my environment whether it costs money or not to cost cost money to change my environment change my environment we could potentially change my mindset and all that or to not necessarily care about it. environment meaning my I guess where I live and my job that's those are that's where I spend the most of my life at right now is my environment change my environment invest in changing my environment as soon as possible or invest like you said invest just start immediately looking at business because for me I just don't think I don't think maybe that's not true. I don't know, but I don't. You think do I can feel get, like in that environment, like you can't it, really achieve anything in your. Be impossible. It seems like it literally. Be I felt exactly the same way. I know business, exactly how that like feels. Like being like very like being of a salesman. I don't think I can even have a salesman mentality at all if I come. Yeah. If I'm coming from directly from like uh, an hour before, um, he's like trying like I'm about to be late somewhere. She's like, oh, can you take out, take out the trash? And I'm like, I'm so frustrated. But the truth, see, see, see. I have to be to able be to honest, change, though, I have like, change on a dime. I have to be able to change on a dime, and it's like a whole. You know? Okay, the thing is, though, it really, like, for me, because I, like I know exactly what that's like, not being 100%. Aligned. Like, when, when, you're, yeah. when you're feeling bad, don't you want to be kind of aligned with that feeling as well? Like, you don't want to, yeah. if, you, if, if I was feeling really shitty that day, if I had to go into a self position, I had to change and be all kind of fake, and, ah, yeah, I'm selling these products, I don't care about it. No, exactly. No, 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 or, I guess it was And I, I felt like the exact same. Remember when I started teaching? You have to go in from that environment, like, you know, at home and everything, to I have to and I have to teach 65 students and I have to be energetic and I have to be entertaining and I have to be at a totally different energy level than how I am at home. Okay. And then for me to even change my life, I had to totally do something completely different. Um, I had to change, but it all starts with your mind. Mm. It all, and it starts before it even starts with your mind. It starts with you making that decision that you're going to change your mind. But I get and what he's saying. He's saying that. But didn't that mind change come mostly you when you leaving? It out. feeds yeah. back into it. Yeah, but it has to start from somewhere. You're not just going to sit here and just like wait for something to happen. You have to actually get yourself, your mind into like a place where you can give yourself that energy to actually make that happen. I had to actually decide first like that I was I was done with the way things are going to be and that I was going to make some actual concrete changes in my life. Okay, but I had to get myself mentally into that state and decide like it's all or nothing at this point. And then when you do that, then you're going to find the universe will like open up all these opportunities for you to, to help you get into that state. So I found so many um, um, like YouTube channel, like videos that helped me get into that. Also, I... Like, um, like things that made me really happy, you know, in the morning, like before I would actually go to school to teach, you know, what would get my energy level up. I would watch an episode of scrubs every single morning. Okay. (laughs) It's very simple. It's funny, but that's what would get me up here. I would go from here to here just by that. So all I would do, I was review everything and then I needed to get myself happy and I needed to get into like a fun, um, playful mood. I would watch Scrubs. So your mind is a product of your what you mind, feed it. it. It really is. Like if you so, want to be energetic and you, if you want to think positively, then feed your mind that. Consume you that to. content. If you want to get yourself into watch a that on YouTube per- consistently, yeah. like constant. <clears throat> I, I, I 
there's a certain vibe you have to get yourself into. You need to watch those videos or you need to like listen to that music or, you know, talk to that type of a person. Tell him my trip, what we do, our routine. Well, so that's what I'm saying. I can do that. I can do that. You can do that. Digital. I can do that. Like, like, yeah, uh, digitally, you can find digitally, all of the material like, online that's going to help. Even, like, shutting the door and blocking me out of from calling me over to do something. It's like, for me, like, when I'm watching it, it's like, I can't be interrupted. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, see the, how that makes you myself. feel. Think about, like, how you're actually feeling in that situation. Because, like, Ami will just, like, as soon as Ami tells you to do something, like, your stomach drops, right? Yeah, like, you, like, it could be a tiny little yeah. thing, but suddenly it's like, you're now it's like, you had to stop what you were right. doing. Your Life mind has to stop. Yeah. Maybe you have to quit studying or whatever. And then you know that you're going to have to get back and review everything that you just now looked at. So, and then continue from there. So it's going to cause you more, yeah. take more time, you know, and it's just super refreshing because it, it's not, even though it's a small thing, it happens all day. Yeah, and, and it's just mean? that break of that break of concentration. So immediately, that break of yeah, like, that break in concentration. You're, you're so immediately, like it's like your your emotions, like you, it just drops. Yeah. But the I, thing I, I'll is, get back into it too. It's like, it I, is. I'll, I know. I did too. I would get irritated. And it would it would be like that too with me, and it would be like that with anyone who needed who needed me to do something for them, and constantly all day. And then I just realized that I can't do anything for myself. I can't study. I can't do anything that I need to do all day until after everyone goes to sleep, and then I have to work on me. Um, but the thing is, is that like you can change your perspective on the whole situation. Feed yourself whatever you need to feed yourself with whatever content you need to go search for online or whatever you need to do, do meditate, whatever you have to do, you change your perspective on like how you serve Ami. Cause I would realize that like anytime Ami calls me to do something, I would like immediately get mad. And that like it, my yeah, so mind starts rumulating, like exactly. I hate this. That. I hate that. I'm stuck in this position. I, yeah. I'm like all these the bad way things. I think of it is that like, why does Ami like I, my whole thing is that and it, which is maybe true is that and it's like you know, obviously I love Ami. It's like I feel like that would maybe you know from how Ami was raised or everything. Every, everything's consistent. Everyone's who, uh, the way they are because of how they were raised or whatever, right? So Ami's yeah. the way she is, right? But the way she is, and this is I sometimes I think that is that she's like sometimes she just I, and I this is where me that how it's so hard to like do the full breakaway meaning if I were just to move because I really I have a, if you ask me below what, they make it feel, seem like what do you they feel put that body, guilt bro? on you, you right that body? emotional well, I guilt get, I just want to move I just want to yeah. get the fuck out I don't want to leave like run like give the fuck out like but emotional blackmailing is how they uh, I, I think I mean, honest, honestly it feels like Ami just wants to connect with somebody and yeah. I feel really bad she just wants to connect and I, I see that she's bored you know any sermon who's that's old, her way to suck you in is to get you to do things to do for more, her yeah, or to her only, make you obligated to take her somewhere to, or, sometimes I think she doesn't know how to necessarily even just to relate to somebody like hey hey how's your day instead of that hey how's your day let's talk let's chat yeah about, exactly let's chat. I think it's more she so. She just wants to spend time she, with She you. wants to, yeah, she wants to kind of spend time with you. She, her way is like, hey, can you come do take the stuff trash? for me? Yeah. Or take me, yeah, yeah do the trash. So or like, hey, can you come take me to get my hair cut or whatever? And so I'd be sometimes like, I feel like your I'm hair like, is super okay. short. Why do you need me to go get your hair cut? Yeah, but like, she just wants to connect. She wants to have No, she wants to have a day because she knows that if I go to take her to get her hair cut, then I know she knows that I'm also going to take her to go out to eat. And like, so it's not necessarily. So she does want. It's like, I want to do that, but I want to work with Change your perspective. A little bit more. Just think, you can think of it in a way as like, Ami's coming to me for that. She could go to anyone in this house for, you know, to do whatever she needs to, but she wants to spend time with me. She wants to see my face. She wants me to come out and 
do something and that so hopefully she, that gives you makes you feel positive. a little bit um good about yourself that she wants to connect with you in some way and so maybe you can um to take advantage of that opportunity and like crack a joke with me really you know while you're out there or whatever and then um spend a little bit of time maybe 10 minutes or whatever talking with me and then you can be like okay i have so much homework to do so i'll catch you later and then like lock your door or something but like whenever you i mean needs you for something like that just try to take it really lightly and just have just completely change your perspective and try to um you know feel more honored you know what I mean? And that helps uh, a lot. Like, so you just that's good. change that's your so it's mind. Not what I admire that you were able you to can do that. think Even totally different about all these things. I'm, exactly. I'm at year 24, 23, and I'm like, what? How do so I? So, it's, not, it's yeah. not what's happening to you, it's how you receive it. Yeah. Because it's the same. You're doing this. You're going to be doing the exact same thing. She's going to be doing the exact same thing to you, but your emotions and your mind is everything. And what you're going through so, is training for the real world. Because yeah. you get out there, it doesn't get any better. You could start a business, a service business where you're going and you're giving people service. Like in my career as a nurse and I go to patients' homes and I have to convince them that I need to come to see them. They tell me that they need to go do their hair. They have a hair appointment at 2 p.m. And I'm going, between me and your hairdresser, who needs to come first? And we're talking about an 80-plus-year-old woman who putting needs her, who needs medication and she's putting her hairdresser before me. So you're going to constantly deal with people and their personalities. How you receive or how you react to them is what makes the difference. Don't let it get to you. Or you can use your home as just a, a sleeping place. You stay out. You get your business done. Do what you got to do. And you come home and you sleep. So I've been thinking about that. See, honestly, yeah, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, but the thing is, if you mask your problems like that, it's not going to change when you leave. The thing is, you have to solve everything from within. Yeah. So if you, like for me, I had to change my mind and I had to feel empowered. Physically working out was just a way for me to feel more empowered on the inside. To get like a snowball effect going. Mm -hmm. To get that snowball effect going. Because the more you finally change your mind... And the more you do that, the more you're going to start seeing more positive things around you. You're mm -hmm. going to start finding more opportunity right. around you when you're that positive. You know, yeah, it's yeah. going to snowball into some huge things. But it's, it's going to start out really, really small in the very beginning. And you're not going to really see any results until a little bit further down. But the more energy and the more positive you actually feel, allow yourself to feel about everything. And the more you change your mind... The more you're open to all these new things that could come your way and you have a positive attitude about it, mm -hmm. you just clean that up, the more opportunity that's going to come your way and you're going to change your life in that way. That's how I did it. I completely changed my life back then when I was doing that whole workout thing. And then finally I was like, if I, you know, I was like, well, I mean, I'm still working on the whole career thing and I want to build that. And like, hopefully soon I'm, but um, hopefully soon I'm going to grow and I'll be able to have become a full-time professor, maybe associate professor, or maybe well, something else will happen very soon. Cause I was really positive about it. But then I also thought, okay, but you also need to start thinking about marriage and things like that because you're not getting any younger. So, but I knew that I had to do everything myself. And so, but I was really positive about it and I figured out exactly what I needed. And, um, just and then soon after that when I actually came to terms about like exactly what I needed for myself um partner wise literally like three days later like I wrote down everything that I actually wanted 
And three days later, I met you. Mm. So that's a it was meant to happen. cool story. Um, that's good. You, you, but like that's I had, and even when I met him, like I had no expectations because I didn't know what that was going to turn into right. at all. I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't know what the purpose of this is, but maybe it's going to go this, maybe, maybe it's going to go this, maybe it's going to lead to something else. Maybe this is it. Maybe who knows? Like I had no expectations whatsoever. No biases. Let's just, who knows? Let's just try it out. Let's see what happens. It might be great. And then. So, so you were, you were writing things down as like an exercise, like to. Well, like during that time I started actually writing things. I would like rip everything up into shreds and throw it away. But I actually did start writing down my thoughts and like where I actually wanted to be and um, who I wanted to be. And um, I tried to like, um, like really like figure out exactly where I wanted to be like now and what I want to turn into. I write it all down and then I would try to like actually feel it. Like what would it be like to actually be that, you know? Like turn that vision in, you know, you like emotionally feel it, and then, um, and then, of course, before anyone sees me or dad comes home, I rip everything up into shreds and throw it all away. Yeah, but yeah, have you ever, <laughs> you ever heard of that idea though? <clears throat> so like when you, is that um, like that that piece of paper though? Because transcripting that gonna, or what yeah, do you yeah, call yeah, it? Yeah, scripting. Scripting. So, but isn't that yeah. isn't that the thing you're not supposed to do unless you want to get rid of that? emotion or maybe to get rid of that is like because isn't that part of it like like sometimes like let's say you like break up with your partner like you're supposed to like well no or do some kind of it's like a ceremony thing either you burn it or you rip it up like like you or you write down something totally if it really depends on like how that makes you feel or how you you perceive that because it's all symbolic in your mind so some people like would say i mean some people would say that that um act is that like when you write down things that you, you know, you want and you really feel it, you meditate on it, whatever you want it to happen. And then you kind of like fold up and maybe you burn it or you rip it up and like you toss it out. You're actually like, um, you're, you're giving it to the universe and allowing them to take allowing the God or the universe to take charge and bring that into reality. So you're giving all the power to that. And you know, um, so it's not like you're like giving up on it or throwing it away or like, I no longer want this anymore. And then, you know, unless that's what it actually means to you, because if it is what that means to you, then obviously ripping it up or something like that would, uh, I'm sure symbolically mean like closing that off from you. And then, you know, but for my um, it, ripping it up or getting rid of it, it wasn't like a symbolic thing. It wasn't like, um, like I'm giving this to the universe and please make this happen to me and like, you know, bring it all back. No, it was it was just like, OK, I wrote it down. I wanted to like um, put my thoughts in order on paper and I wanted to like figure everything out and sort it all out in my mind and be like, OK, so this is the goal. This is what I'm going to focus on. This is what I'm going to try to make happen. And now I got everything out straightened out. Now I can go figure out how to, like, I can seek out these oppor- this opportunity to make this life happen for me. And, but the thing is, is that, like, I was always afraid that, like, dad's going to go through my stuff. So, because yeah, dad always is. goes through my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just in case, I had to always, anytime I write something down that's personal, I rip it to shreds and then like I will put it in a grocery bag and I dump it in the outside trash. Yeah. 
not the inside trash. Genuinely, that's, 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 that's crazy. <laughs> wow. That was your ritual. <laughs> that was my I wonder ritual. what that like creating within yourself. <laughs> like, I'll be mean, trying to set some goals, but then. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we'll yeah, I think I think that is actually I think you guys definitely convinced me for sure about doing the vlogging. I want I do I think that's a vlogging, good idea. Yeah, I, I think do, so. I think that's one some thing I like this is not like I don't know because yeah like I just told you like you know it would be like being me and me and, me and Masuda broke up you know so like two yeah years, and I've been like sad about that but it's not I mean, it's not as bad like I the positive aspects about it is that it wasn't something like. You know, same thing. It wasn't some kind of crazy, like, oh, fuck you type thing. It was more just, like, mutual, mutual. Like, you just decided it wasn't yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Because we just, we both, like, just talk a lot. And, like, we like, talk a lot. And then we, we kind of, like, just end up, like, arguing a lot, right? Arguing this. Oh, okay. Stupid, random little things. I think she has this a personality where she likes to really make points. And, like, it, like she's very, like, like, you can see how, like, someone like that would be, like, like kind of, like, kind of clash against me. Like, she likes to make points and she'll, she'll be, like, uh... She'll she'll be like. Uh, well, you also like very to make very, points, very yeah. She'll be so. she'll be very adamant about something. You know, scientifically, oh. this is how this goes. You know, what I'm saying alcohol is processed this way by your liver, not your kidney. It's something like this is some, some little like scientific fact, and she'll won't waver on those specific things. And so those little things, we'll just get in random little arguments mm. about you know, and, and uh, I don't know. So I guess that we we, we this is like three weeks ago. I guess like we started like. I guess it was about to happen again, like some really little petty thing after I had a long day at work and it's, you know, it's like a daily thing. It was a long time. I called her, you know, and just like, hey, what's up? And then it's like, same thing I was about to, I already had an edge from like the after work edge. I guess so. It's like the after work edge, like pissed off. It's yeah, like, it's I, just start, I just started talking and like, maybe it was, a, it was a tone. She didn't even say, well, you, the way you're saying, the way you're talking right now, it sounds different. What's, you sound like you have a not give up attitude. Like what the hell? And I was like, well, no, I, exactly, I do. And I think it's good. Maybe this is a change coming online. I think it's a good thing, you know what I'm saying? And then I think after that, she's like, you know, what are we doing? You know, and, I don't know. So I guess she, she kind of wonder who's the one who brought it up. Like, oh, what are we doing? This type of thing. And I was like, yeah, I don't see you, right? Like, and there's been other times we've been broken up for like two weeks straight. Like two weeks where we're like, all right, maybe we should take a little break and then get back together or something like that. So throughout, even this has been together two years. Out those two years, it's like we've already like, it was only like two or three months after 